Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danny G here. Welcome to the best of the best of. Here are some of the best of segments from this past week with Covino and Rich. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. It's time for some Showtime trivia. Let's go. Mike Tyson was a maniac. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Put an ear to this if you're a boxing brainiac. Sorry to interrupt. Mike, no disrespect. Patrick Mahomes here. It's Showtime Mahomes Trivia. It's a Tyson Tuesday takeover. This is like disrespectful. No one even told me about this. I'm really sorry, Mike. You get the week off, Mike. Let's go. All right. Welcome in. The first Showtime Mahomes NFL Trivia of the new year. Hey, what's going on? uh, There he is. Yeah, he is live just outside of Kansas City. The broke Patrick Mahomes joining us. What's up, buddy? Hey, happy new year. Hey, what's up, Fox Sports Radio Nation? Yeah, a little, little under the weather. Yeah. A little hungover from, uh, you know, partying for the new year. Oh, is it but, true uh, that uh, Travis and uh, Taylor Swift are telling each other they love each other at the big New Year's party? I saw that. I mean, it's gone viral. It's everywhere. You know, I mean, hogging up the headlines. So, love. yeah, yes, I guess it's true, man. Love is in the air. But, um, yeah, I'm a little under the weather. I, I did something even my uh, my receivers couldn't do. Caught a cold. <laughs> I caught a cold. Yeah. <laughs> and by Ba-ding. the way, that's two dollars in the punish jar for Rich. Oh, she's all right. Absolutely, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a little down. You know, ten and six stats uh-huh. are low, but I think we'll be good. All right, let's meet the contestants. Twenty-one time winner, Rich Davis. Oh man, I'm like Ric Flair with uh, his WCW yeah. belt. <laughs> that really just means you played the game a lot. That's true. Twelve time champion Dan Byer. DB. Hello. Six time champion Whoa. Spotty Boy is not in the studio with us today but he's still putting the videos up at Covino and Rich. Let's uh, go to the the studio lines because we're down to just a couple of Nerf footballs left. Ooh. And um, Bayer, I'll use you for this. Would you love to travel to Ohio, Phoenix, or Pennsylvania? Let's go to the uh, Keystone State of Pennsylvania. All right. That is Matt in the PA. What's up, Matt? What's up? All right. What do you do for work there? I work on a... Uh call recording system for a call center. Oh, so they do they use your voice? You got a hell of a voice, I hope so. Mm. 
Nah. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, here are the rules for Showtime Mahomes NFL trivia. The first contestant with two correct answers is the champ. If there's a tie, we have a tiebreaker question. Your name is your buzzer, but you do have to wait until all three possible answers are read. If there's two wrong answers in a row, we move on to the next question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's, let's get, get it on. All right, let's do this. All right, I'm here. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm here. Patrick Mahomes. And I wish I had receivers like this guy. How many wide receivers were selected before Terrell Owens in the 1996 <clears throat> draft? Was it A, 5, B, 8, or <clears throat> C, 11? Ooh. I'm going to go Dan. Buyer. Uh We'll try 11. Yes. Wow. T.O. slips, Jeez. huh? Fire yeah. gets on the board immediately. Yeah, there were some bums taken before him, too. A couple of really good receivers, but mostly bums. All right, uh, we move on to round two as Bayer is first on the board. Round two, Patrick Mahomes here. In what city did the team called the Pros play during the 20s, the 1920s? A, Akron, B, Annapolis, or C, Fort Wayne? Rich, I'm going to go Annapolis. No. <laughs> I said we conviction. Nice guess, though. I know. Nice guess. Anybody else want to steal? Matt. Fort Wayne. No. Oh. No. Yeah, Akron. There was, a, there was someone that played in Akron? The Akron Pros. Look at that. All right. We move on to round three. All right, round three. What souvenir did the great Lawrence Taylor request after he played his last game in 1994? Was it A, the referee's yellow flag, B, the head referee's whistle, or C, a square of the field turf? Dan. Matt. Buyer for the win. I'm going to go turf. C. No, no. Oh. Uh, no. Matt. Matt for the steal. The whistle. No. Oh, I was going to say oh. the flag, too. Look at that. Swinging and missing. You know, uh, did you see some of the guys at the bowl games were going back in gra- Michigan? They were grabbing big chunks of the, gra- uh, of the, of the grass. Sure. I mean, that was pretty cool. Florida State uh, has uh, a sod cemetery. When they went on the road, they would take a piece of the turf and cool. bury it in Tallahassee. Uh, Taylor said he felt he deserved it. The flag, obviously, the referee's yellow flag because the referees threw it against them so often. So, <laughs> answer is A. That's awesome. All right. I like All that. All right. We move on to round four. Only Byer is on the board. All right. Uh, Sick Mahomes here. How many U.S. states <clears throat> How many US states have the NFL have NFL teams? Say what? A, 28, B, 25, or C, 23 states? Uh, Rich. Rich. Matt. 25. No. Ah! Matt. Matt. Matt for the steal. 23. Yes. Ah! There's a lot of doubles in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt gets on the board. Yeah, there's even some states with three teams. Good. All right, so fire Matt as we move to round five. Not bad. Round five, first game of the year. Which NFL team currently leads the league in rushing yards per game? Is it the A, Bears, B, the Ravens, or C, the Niners? Matt. Matt for the win. B, Raven. Yes! Matt, 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 congrats, buddy. Matt wins. There you go, bud. Yeah, Baltimore averages 159.7 yards per game. Matty, hang tight. We'll send you that in their football, okay? Hey, uh, Rich, since you're the expert, man, I was wondering if you had any uh, any advice for me against the Chargers next week or any predictions? No, Love I, to know what you think. You got you to finish strong, Patrick. And dust off your white road jersey because for the first time ever, Chiefs are going to be going on the road in the playoffs after after round one. 
You All know? right, guys. Well, I'm, I'm going to go take some Tussin, uh, some Vapo Rub, and uh, get better. But I'll be back next week. And uh, thank you, Fox Sports Radio Nation. Happy Later. New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Brooke Patrick. Dan Byer, as we go to your update, you said that uh, FSU buries Sod from other stadiums. Yes. So, real quick, funny story. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to Shea Stadium before it shuts down and the Mets go to City Field. I had the opportunity to go on the field. So, of course, like every fan, I grab a big handful of the dirt, put in a little Ziploc bag, right? I'm moving, and my wife finds it, and she's like, is this someone's ashes? I'm like, no. I was, I was like, you think I would have someone's ashes in a bag? I'm like, uh, even even as lame, it's, it's dirt from Shea Stadium. So... Not ashes. Red Sox may think differently, but uh, what's going on, DB? A lot's going on now that we've got. Uh, it's been a slow Tuesday, but things picking up within the last hour or so. As the NFL find Panthers owner David Tepper three hundred thousand dollars for throwing a drink at a fan during Sunday's loss in Jacksonville. This was the statement that Tepper released: "Quote: I am deeply passionate about this team and regret my behavior on Sunday. I should have let NFL Stadium security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior." End quote. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just have to own it. Like, yeah, dude, I lost my temper and I, I made a mistake. I, I sometimes it is, it is what sorry, it is. Right? Though he yeah, lost we'll your, that. you lost your temper. Yeah. <laughs> I was he should have tempered his expectations for this season Hey-o. that he wouldn't be so mad. Whoa. The NFL sent a memo to all 32 teams clarifying the procedures needed for a player to report as an eligible receiver. This kind of feels like it's sticking it in the Lions' face, but with an attached video from the Lions-Cowboys game last Saturday, the league says it's the player's responsibility to make sure their status has been clearly communicated to the referee, and also the video at no point admitted any fault made by referee. Brad Allen in the scenario. Allen, by the way, will be the referee for Saturday's game between the Steelers and Ravens in Baltimore. Kenny Pickett's going to back up Mason Rudolph. He says that he did not, did not refuse to back up Mason Rudolph in Week 17, saying there were two options, start or not play at all, coming back from that ankle injury, and that's why you didn't see him against the Seahawks. Minka Fitzpatrick didn't practice today for Pittsburgh. Neither did Texans wide receiver Noah Brown out with a hip injury. And guys, how about this? Amazon announced a 24% increase from 2022 to 2023 in viewership of its Thursday night NFL package on Prime Video. You know why? It took our parents a full year to figure out how to use it. That's what I should <laughs> You for, may not be off on that. I, I'm truly. being serious. Last year, my dad's approach, Dan Byer, was, I, I, I watch enough football. I'll, don't worry. <laughs> and then this year, my dad finally like, Dad, I'm like, you have Amazon Prime. Just open it on your TV. He's like, oh, that was not hard. Three buttons. Yes. Yeah, I think there's some truth to what you're saying. I know it's funny, but I spent most of my holiday break like trying to explain this stuff to my parents. This is your smart TV, Mom and Dad. No, I really, honestly, it, it, I'm not even trying to sound funny. I bet you part of that uptick was our parents generation figuring out that it's not that tricky to use Amazon on your TV. You can't say enough about the guy's coaching resume, arguably the greatest college coach of all time. But there's rumblings and and truths that he does not like the NIL. He's not a fan of the the transfer portal. He's not a fan of the direction college football's going in. And Danny, back me up. Kavino, back me up. The days of two or three teams dominating college football may be over based on the money, based on, hey, guys not starting at Alabama, Georgia, or LSU or something. Hey, come to our school. We'll pay you. We'll get people to pay you. 
and you'll be a starter. The NIL has created your favorite word. Parody. Parody. So, I mean, I'm just saying, would if, if there's speculation that Nick Saban's thinking about it, maybe it's time to say, my time's up. I'm not saying Nick Saban's still a hell of a coach. I'm not saying anything about his skill, but maybe, maybe the writing's on the wall that he dominated with Alabama to the point where it was almost disgusting how every year it was like, who's going to win, Alabama or who? You know, like they were they were so in the mix. And I could, you could say the same about Bill Belichick. Like, I mean, do you really want to rebuild the New England? You did more than any human being could possibly have done in the New England-Boston area. Oh, but yeah, he, give it a, but I think it's time. He didn't do it without Brady, but he's another great example. He's another great example of knowing when to say when. And I think all the signs are there. All the indicators, Rich, in both stories are people not wanting to make the the realization that they're not willing to make the adjustments for today's world. And I think in any career, in any industry, if you're not willing to roll with the changes – that's a sign right there that you're dating yourself out of it. To me, it's a skill, like you said, to know when to check out. A relationship, a job, sports, entertainment. Listen, um, I-, I was a kid that grew up on the East Coast. To me, there was no one cooler in the talk show world than David Letterman. I was a Letterman guy. I thought Leno was corny. I like Mario Cantone, too. You were a big <laughs> Steam Pipe Alley fan, I remember. Right up my Steam Pipe Alley. I was a huge Letterman guy in college. I was like, oh, Conan's cool, too. But I always thought Leno was corny. I was a, I was a Letterman, sarcastic, loved him on CBS. I think Dave Letterman knew exactly when it was time. When social media and late nights started living more in the world of bits and clips on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, Letterman's like, that's not my game. You know what? I'm out. And then he does a great special on Netflix where every year he interviews some A-listers, like eight episodes, and found this new lane. By the way, Rich, I think that's a really great example because David Letterman could have kept on going. Dude, I mean, when, he's getting when, old, when but James he knew Corden, that the game was changing. Dude, James Corden's doing carpool karaoke. Fallon's doing all his little you know, singing bits and skits that live, like I said, on social media. Letterman realized that the days of what I do – that it's not that way anymore. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dip away before someone has to drag me away. And that's the best way to do it on your own terms, right? So let's chop it up, Fox Sports Radio Nation. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Knowing when to call it quits. Some people did it gracefully. Some people did it too soon, a la Barry Sanders, right? But some people stuck around too long. Yeah. Let's give some other examples. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out the formula. I think part of it is not making the adjustments to play today's game. David and, Letterman and realized uh, he didn't want to. So not only not only uh, not not wanting to play today's game. I think sometimes it's very hard for you or I or anyone to tell someone that's so good at what they do to stop doing it. Because they lost a step. Like, I mean, Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver of all time. I don't care what Randy Moss says. Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver of all time. He had a great second run with the Raiders. Broke every record, still owns every receiving record. But at the end, remember when he was trying to hang around with the Seahawks and make a team? And you're like, yeah, it's sad. But who am I to tell the greatest to stop? I mean, anytime you start seeing superstars in different jerseys is sad. When you're seeing Ewing 
not in a Knicks jersey, sad. When you're seeing Muhammad Ali fighting and getting his ass whooped, sad. Um, I, saw Con- I saw Conor McGregor's getting back in the octagon. And listen, the guy is super rich because of his whiskey and people love Conor McGregor or hate him. But to me, it's like... You're a personality, dude. Go be in WWE or sell alcohol yeah, or host a show. you fought your way out of it. You, like, know, you fought your way out. You already succeeded. A lot of people are saying that now about Deontay Wilder because he just suffered a loss over the holidays. And people are like, yo, dude, he just doesn't have that fight in him anymore. He's not He's not boxing. Like He's done. So you have, you're usually – didn't Britney Spears sing a song about it? You don't want to be the last to know or something like that. Don't let me be the last to <laughs> Some, know. Don't quiz, don't quiz me on 2000s pop music. I'll, I'll own you, bro. <laughs> you are the last to know. It's like a breakup. Don't let me you, be the last to As men, Rich, a lot of times we're the last to know that the relationship's over. Meanwhile, your, your ex-wife, your girlfriend, they knew it was over months ago. You just weren't paying attention. You know, and you bring up David Letterman how he got out of it gracefully. You know where I get that same vibe right now? Saturday Night Live. I, I feel like they're... They're not admitting that the writing's on the wall where the culture's changed and there's they either have to make an adjustment or it's it's done. Like have you have you heard anyone talk about that show in a I, long time? You know, I when you know when? When Chappelle hosts or let's or say, when uh, uh, Nate Bargatze was on recently. Yeah, Nate Bargatze. They still have good bits, but the thing is But dude, it doesn't work when, that way. No one's watching on a Saturday dude, night. When, dude, when our parents were younger, I'm picturing my dad in the seventies. Yeah, they were watching Solid Gold and, yeah. and uh Dance Fever and, and SNL. They were uh, home yeah. chilling it, on the yeah. weekend. If you if you if my dad wasn't at a studio fifty four, I picture my dad smoking a joint and having a drink and watching watching Saturday Night Live in the seventies. Same, you know, and that's not the and lifestyle we live because no. we know that we're gonna see those clips the next day anyway. If something's funny on Saturday Night Live, you know damn well that, oh, someone will just DM you the clip like, yo, did you see the funny clip of uh, Chappelle? On? Yeah. So I think they're fighting or they're in denial of what David Letterman just said. Yeah, you know, the game's changing. I'm out. I think they need to figure that out, too. And there's a lot of athletes. There's a lot of sports examples that we could get to. Uh, Danny G and I, off the air, we're laughing about, you know who really needs to call it quits? LeBron's hairline. Yeah. Like, yo. <laughs> Why are you trying clip. so hard, yeah. though? I, I know, but it's like he's the last to know, and everyone's like, yo, dude, it's over. You still got game. But your hairline, like Kobe let it go, right? Barkley let it go. Jordan let it go. Everybody let it go. This guy, Ray Allen, let it go. LeBron refuses to let it go. Yo, I, want to, it I, quits. I want LeBron to know in case, you know, See, he tweets at shows on this network. I, I, I just want LeBron to know that it's Steve Cavino that's making fun of your hairline. Hey, Rich that's Davis, fine. No, that's no, me. No, no. Yo, LeBron, I admire the efforts. I think he'd look great. No, dude, it's like you're hanging on for what? I know. Right? Why is Nick Saban hanging on? I think he's done. Why is Bill Belichick hanging on? I think he's done. There's nothing more to prove. Yo, LeBron had a good run. Let it go. And I don't mean his career. He's still got game. It's a good question. People... And situations where either let it go or make a you, pivot, man. You, you you either need to pivot or realize yeah. it's time to move on. And I think there's such a skill. You, you said it best, Kavino, that Thanks. there's a well, – you said it best when you said I'm the uh, best, <laughs> best decision you ever made was to co-host with me. But yeah. you also said that it's a skill in itself to know when to walk away from your skill. It really is, man. I, I marvel at, like, like I said, my, a barber, uh, a doctor, an artist that – like Bob Ross – 
He just he just decided right then there that last little branch. How many times? Wait, how many times were you just, watching? How many times are you watching Bob Ross and you're like, that's a beautiful painting? You're like, he's gonna keep going? Oh my god, he put snow on the trees. No, but dude, how many times? Wait, like, there's oh, a he, shadow from the moon. Holy! No, sh- you're like, oh, he's he's gonna ruin it. No, oh, he's gonna. Oh, he just he just made it better. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. Oh, he made it better. But then he knows right on that last little branch of the happy tree. He's like, now I'm done. It's like really you you and I you and I have asked artists and uh, not to name drop but I mean we I, I feel like I've talked about this with John Mayer like I think for some reason we asked Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls random people like how do you know when a song is done and do you regret any lyrics like you ask a hip hop artist too like you know what would you change a lyric every musician I think Bono regrets that lyric in that Christmas song oh. Heal the World or uh, how's it go what's the name of it uh. Do they know it's Christmas? Do they yeah, know tonight, it's Christmas? Uh, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. What he's saying is, thank God. Tonight, I want you to be thankful that you're not hungry and uh, and, and poor in Africa. Africa like the kids you're singing about. He regret, yeah. He said he regrets that lyric <laughs> to this day. Probably regrets that one, I would nah. say. Nah. But uh, your thoughts, and we'll take your feedback again. 877-99 on Fox. Just a thought, because I saw Nick Saban's speculation that Alabama is just not going to be the same when other colleges are going to create a parity in the league through the playoff, the NIL, transfer portal. It's a different college football game. And you see what Bill Belichick has done. Still highly respected, but, you know, if he could have a fresh start with a team that has built-in talent already, might be a better chance than trying to totally rebuild New England when you've done so much already there. What more could he have done? It's, you know, it's time. Let's uh, let's give some props to people that knew how to get out just in time, and let's speculate on some other people that didn't. You know, like Rich said, David Letterman is a great example in just regular career and entertainment, and in sports, we've seen some people bow out gracefully. So let's chop it up, like we said. You know, um, people sometimes when people leave a little early, you think it's early, but then looking back, you're like, you know what? You don't want people to leave early a la Barry Sanders where it's way too early. But like John Stewart did the Daily Show for a long time. He does another show now on what, HBO? That's great. But like he he was like, you know what? I'm done doing the I don't want to do the Daily Show anymore. And at first you're like, well, he he could do this for a long time. He I think he he get out at just the right time. Let's go to Troy in South Dakota. Troy, you're on with Kavino and Rich. Just talking about coaching, players, like when is the right time to walk away? And it's a skill, right, to, to sort of know when the right time is. Love the show, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. What's up? What up? Uh, I got to say, although he didn't win a championship, but I think he did it at the right time, my man Patrick Willis. Yeah. He could have kept playing. I agree. I'm a, I'm a Patrick Willis fan myself, and I was like, ooh. A lot of those Niners left a little early, but hey, you know what? Was it injury related? With I know he had come back from an injury. You know, well, looking back, I'm, I feel we'll like have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, look that up. But I do remember Niner fans being really disappointed about that because it seemed like he had a lot left in the tank. Yeah. Um. I, I I'm I'm just thinking of all different. Damn, yeah, I got two examples. What you got? Um, well, like I said, the fight game is always a great indicator, right? Because the game tells you, and that's not how you want to go out. You you want to go out on your own terms, like we said, but the game usually tells you when you're done. I feel like legends, like Mike Tyson, stuck around too long. 
you know, it took away from his greatness at the end because he lost that fight. He didn't have that fight in him anymore. What did he say? He goes, I don't have the fight in guts. He didn't have the fighting guts anymore. Like, But there's always a pivot as well. Like I said, it doesn't mean you're necessarily done forever. Maybe you just figure something else out. Manny Pacquiao, there's rumors that Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather are fighting again. Hmm. But guess what, Rich? I don't know if it's it's probably not going to be a real sanctioned fight. So it really doesn't matter or take away from yeah, their legacy. I guess so. You know, it's just a fun sort of spectacle. There's rumors there. But you could say that Mayweather was a guy that, that stepped out with his legacy intact and his marbles intact and just in time, but he's still doing it in the exhibition style. And as far as life is concerned, we're talking about the skill that's involved in knowing when to call it quits or step away or knowing when you're done. Rich, I feel for as many great attributes as you have, and you have a lot of them, you could see a dude in the hallway and chew their ear off until they literally have to run away from you because you don't know when to end I the don't conversation. Know, I don't know when to end it. However, on the, on the show, Danny goes, how do you know when to end the segment? And I said, I get bored very easily, so if I start getting bored myself, I know it's time to move on. Like right about now. Yeah, Sounds good. It's not, it's not exactly how I worded it either. I said, Rich, when I'm telling you in your ear, okay, we got to go, got to break, sponsor, got to go. Yeah. How do you know when to keep going and when to stop at that moment? Yeah, I don't even know. That's a good question. You know, I'll give you one more, and then we could kick it to Dan by for an update and take a few more phone calls just to say what's up to people. I was uh, I was texting with one of my Met buddies earlier, and he's like, what do you think? Should the Mets or you maybe, what do you think, the Yanks? Is someone going to try to sign Joey Votto for one year? And there's a part of me that's like, dude, what a life and a legacy. One team, Cincinnati, funny dude. Everyone loves Joey Votto. If he plays one year for another team, is that not knowing when to walk away? Or are we telling some guy to walk away when he still has juice? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's their own legacy at that point. Yeah. I get it. You know, I do. I see, I see both sides. But, yeah, I'd say he had a, a fun and and stellar career in Cincinnati. Leave well enough alone. And I got one last question since La Reina's with us today. Now, by the Reina. way, Patrick Willis, by the way, had a toe injury that he yeah. could have recovered from, but he decided to just say, okay. you know what, I'm, you know, I'm good. That's what I thought. La Reina, when should a guy – stop with his antics with women you know like maybe if the guy tries a little more a little harder she will give in eventually and go out on that date um okay i really i really hate this because i feel like guys really can't take a hint like you can tell if a girl is into you okay and if she's not she's not responding she's not reading your messages in a timely manner cuz she doesn't care everyone has their phone within arm arms length All so of us. so yeah. if someone takes days or doesn't get back mm-hmm. to you listen anytime i've ever been excited about a woman in my life i will get back to her within a second like yeah. think of how excited you are when you actually yeah but rich hold on rich but you've never won a woman over where it seemed hopeless in the beginning yeah, but it was always she. But she always gave but, that flirty, like I don't know. I was just gonna say, know. Rich, she yeah. had a little bit of communication with you. Yeah, if, if the yeah. if the girl was, if she was like, yeah, but I'm out of a relationship. I don't know. Like she, she was still like playfully no. Lorraine is yeah, saying, if dude, a girl's Rich, like no, maybe, ignoring you, maybe just one more eggplant emoji. You stop just it. One, maybe just one more. <laughs> oh, just man. one more. It's gonna work just, this time. Yeah, just like maybe one more emoji or something. Uh, little little heart or something. And it's it, embarrassing. We've seen girls post screenshots where yeah. the guy. 
will just constantly say, Danny, I can open my phone right now. Yeah. Hello. Are you there? Like, Lorena probably has a thread of a dude where it's like 20 texts in a row and he doesn't realize, oh, there's none the other way. I don't even want to tell you. I met this random man when I was picking up a medication at Walmart like five years ago. He's still in my inbox asking to go to dinner every time I come to town. You know why, Lorena? He's thinking that one, maybe just one more meme that made you laugh or smile. One more meme could win you over. You know, That's but, what it is. Yeah, I guess you got to know trying, when to say. Stop trying, guys. Yeah. Stop trying. You look All pathetic. Right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes, and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. 
Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The fire that I had, Rich, I was an adult. It was my own home. But I just want to say this as a reminder. I was having an open house. I was trying to sell the house. So I had it all pretty and all clean and ready to be looked at, and I lit a candle and left the candle on, and that's what happened. Oh. Candle melted and got everywhere. Bedroom went on fire, and luckily I caught it in time where, you know. And from what I've heard from your girlfriend, the bedroom's never on fire. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was the first time that <laughs> yeah. the bedroom was ever that lit. Well, you can laugh about it now, but I do remember when Kavino went through that. It delayed the selling of his house, and everything was a yeah. pain in the ass. He had to tell the buyer, like, hey, I'll kick like 50 grand off of it. Just exactly. take the house. Like, yep, you know, yep. It's a pain in the ass. So, But as a kid, Rich, I was the greatest kid. I really was. Oh, uh, I asked my mom. The greatest kid. And I even got an award. The greatest kid. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you were the, you were the greatest kid ever. Yeah, Ronald from Ronald Reagan and everything. It was in the 80s. Uh, Danny J. Lorena, do you remember something you did as a kid where it's like, oh, no, that was not good? Yeah. Uh, you know how even with an old fence, they'll put a new coat of lacquer on it? Yeah. Me and my older brother, we had no idea what that was when we were little kids. And in Rialto, California, the, the, the wood fence separating our home and the next-door neighbor my older brother gave me a magnifying glass that he was playing with, and he and he showed me where to point it, and I pointed it right on the fence. I had no idea that this old fence had just got a new coat, and it went up like... Danny, gee, that's impressive. You should be on Survivor. Quickly, quickly, <laughs> this fence was on fire. And this fence is on fire. <laughs> that's pretty, that is pretty wild, dude. Yeah, my mom called the fire department. And they come over, they put out the fire, half the fence is burned. Dude, how scared were you? Oh though, my in that god, moment, dude. Right? Me and my older brother were both shaking in our shoes. I bet. And I'll never forget, I still get a little bothered to this day when I see like a, a fireman or a fire captain dude, close up. It's no joke. Because man. what happened is I saw him speaking with my mom. I thought she was gonna get in trouble. But what they did is he gave me and my older brother a little lecture. He pulled us to the side, scared the crap Ooh, out of us. Danny G was scared straight. I actually <laughs> didn't cry, but I saw my older did he brother. Say, did he say, let me tell you something? <laughs> he, it, was, uh, he, it was Fire Marshal Bill, right? No, he gave us like this five-minute lecture about how fire was nothing to play with and how powerful it is. And yeah. I'll, I'll never forget how scared I was, but I was more, I think, more impressed by the power of that magnifying glass. I had no idea it could do something yeah, like either that. Either did I, yeah. Danny. Danny G. I thought that was just something you saw in cartoons. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Jeez. The like Lorena, burning the ants? Were you, a, were you a good kid or did you ever have a, a big mess up? Honestly, Rich, I feel like I'm a really good kid. I've been racking my head over here trying to figure out what we did. Um, I remember this one time we broke my grandma's like ceramic elephant that she really loved um, and we all said it wasn't us. I, I remember I broke a ceramic <laughs> naked statue once and I, I glued the junk upside down. <laughs> 
No, oh, you and uh, Data, right? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't me. That was Goonies. <laughs> you and the Goonies? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Truffle oh, no, Shuffle. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There was one time, though, I believe I was eight years old, and I accidentally lit the living room rug on fire. That was Marty McFly, bro. If you guys ever have kids... And one of them, when he's eight years old, accidentally sets fire to the living room rug. Go easy on him. No, you're right. That wasn't me. That was Marty okay. McFly. Yeah, that wasn't you either. Hey, yeah. <laughs> even though I was the greatest kid and I have the uh, certificate to prove it, yeah. I have a few stories, and I'm thinking about which one to tell because I don't want to hog up the mic, right? We only have so much time here on the Cavino and Rich Show. So I'll tie one into sports. It is Fox Sports Radio. So, again, greatest kid, but I was also a clever and crafty sort of kid. And I was about 15, 14 in high school, 14, 15 years old in high school, right? Yeah. And if you played football, you were there later than everybody else, right? Because you're there practicing, you're at the field house, you're doing everything. And at the end of your practice, whatever, you go back to the locker room, you're in the hallways of the school, essentially, taking your cleats off and, you know, Getting all your school stuff. So I was by the large bulletin board <laughs> in the main lobby of the high school, just, just looking around, right? And it just so happened to be that they were celebrating great artists in history, Oh, right? And they had all these famous artists and all these famous paintings on this bulletin board in the lobby. And the headline said, Art Through the Ages. Art Through the Ages. So Danny G, Lorena, Fox Sports Radio Nation, follow me real quick. This is one of my favorite stories. I took the E from Ages and I ripped it. And I made an F. Right? And then I took the S from Ages and I... I mean the G from ages, and I ripped it and made an S. Follow me? So wait, the art through the ages sign now reads fart through the S. So now I, exactly, Rich, thank you for taking the punchline. So I take the, that is, the E and I put it on the front and it I, said fart through the ass, right? That's fantastic. I, thought, I mean, I know your stories, but that's, yeah, that's it, my it, favorite. What oh my said Lord. art through the ages now read fart through the ass. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And I, I brought some of my football buddies there like, yo, look what I did. And I was so proud of it. Dude, the next day you would have thought like someone committed the biggest crime in the high school because they're like making announcements. Dude, I got called down to the to the print. The whole football team did, and it was one of those whoever did it better admit it. And I had to be that that idiot. I was like, it was me. No. And because of me, we had to do extra laps, and everybody got uh, in trouble wow. for like a week. Mr. So, Bel- Mr. Belding really put the smackdown, huh? So yeah, fart through the ass is a legendary story, and uh, yeah, my whole football team hated me because of that. Didn't you also get in trouble on the football bus where you? You uh, put cinder suds everywhere? That was a baseball story, yeah. I went with the football one, yeah, so there you go. But your worst stories where you got in the most in trouble as a kid based on the the child. Was it Tyreek's child? Whose child? Can you imagine if it was just some visiting child? Even more frustrating. Yeah, the trouble you got in as a kid. Again, much like Lorena and much like you, I was was a good boy. But I do remember, you know that feeling of, do I fess up or not? Yeah, that's how I felt when the coaches put that pressure on me. Like, whoever did the fart through the ass. Lorraine just that's where not, we look, learned to lie. Lorraine exactly did just give a look like, no, I, I never fess up. <laughs> that's, I'm serious, though. Whenever I was getting wow. in trouble as a kid, I, 
I would lie I, to the death of me. You start to see it in your little kids. Like I'll ask my son. I'm like, how do you learn to lie? And it's, I'll ask my three year old son Ben. I'm like, yo Ben, we gotta get bedtime, buddy. Did you brush your teeth? Yeah. Are you telling daddy the truth? Did you brush your teeth? Meanwhile, he's got donut on his face. I can see the food in his mouth, and he's. Kids will lie. You instinct, some, yeah. Somewhere along the line, you learn it's in to our, lie. It's in our crappy instinct as yeah. people. That's why that scene in Uncle Buck is so funny. When John Candy says he knows somebody that can uh, examine the toothbrushes to see if they really did brush their teeth. See? And they look at each other like, <gasps> now we're really going to have to start brushing our <laughs> yeah, teeth. Exactly. I, re- I remember as a kid, the neighbor would always go away. Like they must have had a summer home or something. But the, the neighbor had a basketball hoop in the driveway. I would I would always go play basketball in their driveway when they weren't home. And I shattered two of their garage windows. Oh, man. And I remember having that inner, like, what do I do? I, I fessed up. Well, and dude, then, as a kid, it's like the biggest deal going. Yeah, now, now thinking back, it's like there were two little garage windows, I'm sure. But then again, you know. Isn't that guilt as a kid one of the worst feelings? Like, you can't sleep comfortable. It's always, it's right there in the front you of your think, brain. You think your parents are going to kill you. Yeah, you your know? life is in yeah. their hands. Right. Why yeah. wouldn't they kill you? It yeah. usually wasn't me. Right? It wasn't me. I had a lot of crappy friends or friends that were doing bad things all the time. There was another story, Rich. You, I know you love this one. I could tell it in three seconds. Yeah. I, I was playing with this rambunctious kid. He was a really rambunctious kid. His name was Double Diaz. See, I could tie it into sports. Double Diaz. He hit, he hit doubles. And we were in Little League. He, his name was Double Diaz. Didn't he, didn't, he, didn't he say the irony is that you don't remember him ever hitting doubles? The irony he, is, I, I, dude, I only remember him striking out. So <laughs> I'm Double Diaz. Double Diaz was a crazy, he was one of those crazy kids. Like, he was crazier than me. I was sort of, sort of a composed kid. You remember those kids because when they would come over to your house, you'd be like, yo, we don't play like that at my yeah, house. Yeah, like, yo, dude, you're like, getting too wild. Like, this isn't how my house runs. So, dude, we're playing some sort of like, you remember those disc guns, those guns you would shoot with the discs? Of course, yeah. On a throwback pew, Thursday, pew. They, they were the greatest pharmacy toy going. So we're playing like like army crawl, shooting toys around and stuff like that. This kid goes flying from my top step, right, the top step of my home to the bottom step. Like something, I, I lived there my whole life, I had never done. Like he jumped the staircase. He jumped the entire staircase but fell through the staircase. No. <laughs> yes. So his feet were trapped like oh. like underneath like ah he was stuck in it, like he was stuck in it. And I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, you just broke the stairs." Like for me as a kid, like my parents are going to kill me. Double Diaz. <laughs> True story, dude. Uh, yeah, my my brother, we were sitting in the car parked waiting for, you know, like my you know when your parents would pack you in the car and then they'd run back in the house. My parents ran back in the house, and my brother, like for some reason, like I don't know if he jostled out of his little car seat or something, he pulled, remember the old levers where, you know, like the shifter used to be on the steering wheel? Mm-hmm, you could pull it down. Yeah. He pulled it down. We rolled into like a street. Oh, thank dude, that God. That was like no. my nightmares as a little kid. thank <laughs> God no one was coming, because we didn't live on the busiest street, but it wasn't an empty street, and I By remember way, thinking like- if Your he brother did that, did that, right? Yeah, if he did that in bad timing, we would have been smushed. Like, this we, car, the car rolled in, and I remember my mom running out with my grandfather being like, what's going on? That's because, a nightmare, Because the car dude. was just sort of in neutral, essentially, yeah. just rolling. Yeah, By I think way, that was on A Thousand Ways to Die. I'm sure it was. Uh, Didn't your brother also kill the family dog? That's pretty bad. My mother blamed him. (laughs) Oh. I mean, it's funny now. 
So my family had a very old golden retriever that was probably on its last legs it's anyway. It's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> Buttons, the golden retriever. Oh, the story of Buttons. So they're having a barbecue at my family's house, and I was off at college, so I wasn't there to witness this. But apparently, my brother didn't want to, I think they were having a barbecue, my brother didn't want his hot dog, and he threw the full hot dog to the dog. Oh, okay. But apparently, the dog choked on the hot dog. Truth is, the dog probably had a heart attack or something, right? Because it was six, It was like a 15-year-old golden retriever. The dog died. And my mother, instead of being sympathetic, for a long time was like, Jimmy killed the dog. Jimmy killed Buttons. And my brother absolutely felt guilt for a long time that I killed the dog with a hot dog. Did he get like stuck in his throat? Was it halfway sticking out? Like I don't I was not I was not there, but all I know is that Jimmy killed the dog. Now your brother thinks he's like Dexter or something because he's so guilt-ridden from killing the dog. Dog killer. So the most trouble you got into as a kid, my mom, again, based my mom, on the Tyreek Hill fire story. Yeah, my mom, I think my mom was like, you're just like Michael Vick. And I'm like, Jesus, mom. No, uh, <laughs> uh, let's go to your phone calls. What do you say, Doug, Florida? The Tyreek Hill thing, I just have to tell you quick. Yeah. Me and my sister watching Rescue 911 as kids. We were three years old. Lady on the show, the kid went and got a, found a grill lighter, lit a magazine on fire and blew it out. Me and my sister went and did the same thing. We go up, it blew up. My sister had nail polish remover on it. I threw it on the couch. My dad's a fireman, so he's at work and he gets the call that three Bell Harbor in oh. our place is on fire. Oh, no. My dad right there, dude. I'm talking. We were three years old. I remember the look of my neighbor across the street. This old man, he. It, that's the only thing I remember being that old. But we were three years old. It was one click. And wow. literally, it was that. The couch went up. We got an addition on the house. But, you know, it was worse. Three, my son's three. I can't imagine. Now I got to watch him. You got to watch him. You might be a little Douglas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We welcome everybody. 877-99 on Fox, even the aliens. Danny G, La Reina, Bayer, everybody chime in as they wish because I'm going to give you the story as I know it, okay? Apparently, mm-hmm. there was a ruckus going on at a Miami mall. Yeah. Jimmy Butler wasn't signing autographs. It wasn't like a... No, no. <laughs> you know. Seems to be yeah. what they're saying. Four teenage kids in a little bit of a scrum. And they said maybe some fireworks, right? Yeah. That sounds kind of weird when 60 cop cars show up. The entire Miami police, the the entire squad shows up there, right? This is what they're saying again. It it became a no-fly zone. Helicopters were hovering above. Everything was shut down. Power was shut down. And there's footage of this. There's aerial footage of everything going on. You know who's happy about this, by the way? Tyree Kill's kid. (laughs) Yes. Put the attention off of me. Another crazy story from this past week, right? It's a weird week. Accidental fires in Miami. weird week. So, follow me. All this is going on. Meanwhile, the report is, up. Oh, just four teenagers got into a fight. Then, bystanders and witnesses are claiming and saying that the rumors are they were being sort of attacked by shadow-like creatures that stood 8 to 10 feet tall. Stop like some it. sort of alien beings. Nope. Seriously. Nope. And hold they on. had big eyes. <laughs> and and they were nine, why. ten feet tall with big eyes. <laughs> but hold on. This is where the conspiracy is fun. And this is why it's not getting the proper coverage it deserves. They're like, how do you shut down the power, make it a no-fly zone, have helicopters everywhere, 60 cop cars, everybody's on high alert, and it's not news? And you're going to say it's a little fight? Get out of here. I so, mean, you know what's going to happen in a day from now? We're going to find out. Oh, they were just filming season five of Stranger Things. Hey, dude. I, very possible. <laughs> and we're going to all feel stupid. But then why don't they just say that? But you and know why what, though? Would- I, I, everything you're saying, I've seen on social media, I've seen online, and you're right. It's a, It's funny what keeps our attention. Like, how is that story not... Something that more people are talking about. Well, I that's get what the, people in Miami are saying. They're like, hold on. Everybody caused this big ruckus out here in Florida, and something was going on. You're going to see it was fireworks? No, it was gunshots. They're saying people went frantic just trying to protect themselves, and it was gunshots trying to protect themselves from 8- to 10-foot creatures that were there. And look, believe what you want. It's just fun. However, it is interesting that everything's been sort of scrubbed off the Internet. It's very hard to find this story. And I did see it, and it's still out there, and Barstool reported on it, and other sources picked it up. But what 
gave it more coverage is the fact that it was taken down and it wasn't being reported, yet it did happen. But what really happened? And it's kind of wild to see because TMZ, Rich, posted aerial footage of what they think is a creature, (laughs) but they're claiming it's a shadow of somebody walking. But it does look like some sort of gray energy of sorts strolling down the, the streets of Miami. But it's there at the scene. I don't know if you saw it. It's actually on my Instagram story if you want to see, at Steve Covino. But TMZ, put it up and think of it what you will. Does that beat Club Shay Shay Cat Williams? Does that beat the Pink Tumblr Rage? Well, Sunday Night Football, Bills at Miami. What if... uh what if these what if these creatures want to show up for the biggest game of week 18? Dude, what if they were just at the mall to get uh, to get a pink tumbler? I you don't know. Who knows what they were there for, but I'm not even making this up, guys. This is a real story, and for whatever reason, okay, whatever reason, it has been taken down and, and it is hard to find and no one did really report on it. Could be no. And the question is, you think 60 cop cars you got to look at it. Well, you think 60 cop cars show up for four teenagers fighting? No way. Well, hold on. My, my wife and I this morning, grandma's in town, so I'm able to actually function like an adult without kids hanging from my neck. Nice. Got to sit and have a cup of coffee this morning. And of course this comes up because you sent me the clip. And my wife posed a good question. And, and this is how we can wrap it up here on Fox Sports Radio before we get to Week 18 NFL, which I couldn't be more fired up about. What happens when these 12-foot aliens start playing sports? It, it is, I mean, goodbye current athletes bringing the aliens. No, um, the when monsters living, when, are coming. When, uh, exactly, I was going to say, when uh, art imitates life and we start having to basketball uh, Having to battle, guys? yeah. My wife asked a good question. Because everything we see on social media – Especially with AI and everything. we're so quick to be like fake, fake. Oh, that's BS. No way. Give me a break. Stop it. Even recently, remember there was like a Bigfoot. Like people were on a train in Colorado. It's like, what is that Bigfoot? Oh, come on. It's gonna be a guy in a costume or something. Right. Again, what? that was fun. The question fake. is, the question is for real. Fox Sports Radio World. What would it take for you to genuinely believe? Because we all lean skeptic. It's natural, right? Everything we do, you're like. Come on, that's BS. You see a picture, a video on social media. Your first instinct is, come on, that's fake. What I mean, it, it has to be fake, Rich. Like, Why would they be at the mall? But I'm, I'm, Ooh, we have a hmm, discount at Spencer Gifts. <laughs> I mean, ooh, want to check out Abercrombie. <laughs> what question is this? If an alien was in front of you, would your first instinct be like, ah, it's a guy in a suit? Like, Danny G, what would it take for you? Danny Gradio on the radio to show me it. some magic. Yeah, like La- Lorena. Cool. If all of a sudden you're in the you're you're taking a walk down the street, getting a cup of coffee, and you see an alien, and you see them like levitating or point at something and like move it with their mind, like what would it take for you to actually believe it's not BS? Well, to be honest, Rich, I'm not going to stay around and find out if it is or not. It's not my place. Uh, it sounds a little dangerous. If I saw you're something out. like that, I'm out. You're not like Would the you? person. You're not like the person that stands by to film the. That's tsunami, what I was just right? going to no. ask you. <laughs> Absolutely not. You the person filming. You the person helping. You the person running. And by the way, guys, we found an exclusive phone call that came from the mall there. Oh, there's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us. <laughs> See, yeah, there it, it is. Very similar it's to real. the story we heard. Where was that again? Las Vegas. That was Vegas. That was, right? Yeah, because we talked about they should name 
the baseball team, the Vegas Aliens, and keep the same logo. Oh, hold on. Let's talk, to the, most, let, let's talk to the most reasonable man on this show. Dan Beyer. I thought you were going to say Big Mike. Who? <laughs> Dan Beyer, what would it take for you, a reasonable smart man, to say, man, I believe. I'd need to see some life. I really would. I would need to see some form of life coming from whatever object, from the sky, or whatever. But a flashing light or an array of light just does not yeah. do it for me. What if all of a sudden you're uh, you're going to grab your morning cup of joe, and all of a sudden on your front lawn there's a spacecraft, and some guy's like, like are you believing then? Or like- <laughs> well, I would have seen life. Yes, yes, then I would have believed it. But Dan, what if they don't have faces? What if their face is a big ball of light? That, yeah. that, that, then, then that's, if, if that's the form that the life comes in, then that's what it is. I want, okay, I want aliens. I want speculate. aliens. To look like Mac and remember Mac and me, like the ET ripoff. Oh, I want all the I want aliens to look like little Mac and me's. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the fact of of just any sort of comet, any sort of meteor that is in the in the sky that people will point to as being a UFO, I just I don't believe. Don't you remember there were a bunch of people? Kavino, you remember this because you're a Jersey guy. There were all these people, Danny on the Jersey Turnpike that were calling the police. Like, there's a UFO, there's an alien. It's above Giant Stadium, MetLife. And it was just a blimp. So we're very easily tricked as well. Like, there was a bunch of people that thought- It did look it. And traffic stopped. <laughs> Everyone was stopped on the highway. Not yeah, it just- was a big- it was a national story. It's a blimp above the Giants game, everybody. But Look, I do want to sure, remind you guys, too. Yeah. In Mexico, yeah. they showed in the courtroom like a little mummified alien, right? Oh, we covered that on the show. It wasn't eight feet tall, though. It wasn't even ten. It wasn't. I don't even think it was five feet Well, long. hold on, Lorena. Didn't we find out that that was cake? Is it cake? No, no it wasn't cake. <laughs> oh, that was just a meme? Okay. That did happen last year. The Peruvian little three-foot aliens that huh? the Mexican government unveiled. We don't know what the heck that was. But we're just giving you the latest story. And again, what gives it juice is the fact that no one's really reporting on it, yet it did happen, and no one's saying what it was. Like, why not? Here's the conspiracy in itself. Why not just squash the story if you don't want people to believe it was something just to garner more attention? Like, what are you trying to cover up? What's happening that you're making people want to research this and believe that this is going on? Well, like you could squash this and say, yeah, we were filming a movie if that's what was going on. It's a damn good question. And you can hit us up at Covino and Rich or 877-99 on Fox. What would it take for you to believe that this crap is real? Miami Mall. Yeah, I posted the link again at Steve Covino on my IG story. It's on TMZ. It's everywhere now. But for the past few days, again, this happened on the first, I believe. It was hard to find. And I was seeing little like rumblings of it, and then it would be deleted. Now it's up, and... Today it sort of went national. What, what would the my only discrepancy? Because if I want to play the role of skeptic, why would you need all those cop cars? Why would they shut down the signals? And why Rich, would they, we're not exaggerating. Like at least sixty cop cars. At it's least. In, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It could be in any level of basketball. If someone hits a bank shot, there's a level of they didn't mean to do that. However, give me Let's say we're a twenty-four hour fitness shooting some hoops, little pickup game. Some guy keeps heaving up threes and it's like swish swish you're like yo he's got some skills if he hits a bank shot aren't you like all right lucky i mean i i get your train of thought here you know it 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 is a weird and interesting question i kind of agree with you to be honest i don't want to agree with you but you see most of of these players are at a level where 
They're not shooting toward the backboard. I mean, there are times in baseball where, you know, a guy gets tricked completely on a breaking ball or a slider. He just throws the bat out there, and it's a bloop single to right field. And you're like, yeah, that was a hit. But did he try to do that? Yeah, you know, he did the right thing. But you don't think guys who are masterful three-point shooters like a Steph Curry – could do that whenever they want. They Bro, just they elongate the I, shot a little bit. Hit I get the arc, it. Let you know at the right angle, off the backboard and in. I get it. It's a dumb observation, but I feel like I'm sort of the king of dumb observations. It's I, not because I, I saw it and I'm like remarkable. Last night I was just searching what's going on, what's trending, and trending number one last night all night on X was Jokic Nuggets Warriors. Damn buyer. When you see a bank shot. Aren't you all automatically something like, that was a little lucky? Yeah, especially considering we've seen the range of Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Trey Young. Like That isn't too far from where they would shoot from. Now, Jokic was a little off balance in doing it. But yeah, if it hits the backboard, that's completely luck. Yeah, okay. Thank you. You We all agree. Thank you, Dan, for giving my thoughts some credibility. (laughs) I I agree with you, too. Yeah, if anyone disagrees, 877-99 on Fox. Now, you could also maybe argue that someone on this elite of a level knows how to play the backboard uh, better than the average fella. So just because you are lucky at the playground when you hit it off the glass doesn't necessarily mean it's luck for now, them every time. Now, don't get me wrong. People of the of the level, the MVP level of Jokic, like you said, Kavino, there's always going to be a layer of like, well, that's not just luck. He's got the skill. He you know, he knew the angle of, of his shot. Maybe, he, maybe in his mind he called glass. I'm just saying when you see all you know as a as a young Serbian goon, that was a shot he practiced all the time. For all you know, I will not go home. I will not go home until I hit half court bank shot. I never (laughs) miss a bank shot half court to end game. Never practice shot entire childhood. You don't know that. I will not go ride my horses until I hit (laughs) one of them. I think it's a safe. Yeah, I think it's a safe assumption, Rich. I do agree with you. But hey, uh, again. I don't want to sound like the jerk taking anything away from it. It was a sick shot. It was trending all last night. And I'm like, why is Jokic trending? What a shot. I wish I had caught the end of that live. But my first thought after, after my first thought of, yo, he's just so good, it was, that's eh, sort of lucky. It's a bank shot. And then he I'm thinking. He also has that knack, though, man. For whatever it yeah, is, his yeah. shots go in, man. That's they what just- I was going to say, Kovino. I think with the Joker, it's a little bit different because most of his shots look awkward. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it is worthy of speculating. I'm sure people listening, Rich, in their car on their way home or, you know, in the app in the future, I bet you there's a lot of people that would disagree with you because huh. it is debatable. Again, uh, I still think he's the best player in the NBA as far as, like, if you were to tell me, Rich, pick someone right now to win the NBA title, I, I, I could argue that, eh, hey, Denver may just do it again. Not taking anything away from the Joker, just saying when you see a bank shot, my first instinct is – we all assume every sick shot now is swish, like bottom of the net, not not even touching the rim. In fact, sometimes when the ball goes off the rim, you're like, oh, he he he, he still got it, but that wasn't what he wanted to do. Jokic said to Charles Barkley afterwards, uh, he was just happy it went in. Yeah. Because Barkley asked him if he called glass. Oh, look at that. Thank yeah. you, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to. I, I'm I just think happy. If, I think you have <laughs> yeah. to, to to take away that speculation from the fans. Like, you have to read their lips. Like, oh, he called it. I saw it. He used glass. to practice that shot on a horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not playing horse. He was on, on a, a horse. horse. All right. Thank you. Uh, in fact, Dan Beyer, 
Let's get an update, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, hey, guys. This, this was the exchange that they had on uh, the NBA on TNT afterwards last night. Joker, can I ask you a question? Did you call glass on that? My friend, with my name, I'm happy. <laughs> my friend. Yeah, my friend. My friend. It by, went in. By the way, I, I don't know if you guys felt this way because things aren't going well in, in Warriors land. Yeah. Those are the shots that Curry and them hit. Right. Five years ago, and now it's done against them by the defending NBA champions. You could say the same because I, I feel like there's something. I, I feel like Mahomes and Steph Curry are cut from the same cloth, and in the NFL, sure. you see that once in a while where Mahomes' magical plays will sometimes not work. Yeah, yeah. You know? And the Warriors blew a lead. Curry had a late turnover that you know led to that. So it was, yeah, quite a role reversal last night. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.